You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Is it just me or is my lighting is my lighting especially good today? Is that just me? It's decent. It's a little oh, little off. orange, but yeah, you look a little orange, orange. Is what I was gonna say. Well, it's it's orange. I think orange. I think orange looks good. I'll change the temperature. Oh, my name is Kyle. I don't like orange. Well, he, he even yeah, he had me. Like it. I tried. It there we go. Here's orange. your. Yellow. Here's your white light, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Should I close my blinds? I Recording look very. In progress. Can you I can you hear my fan? Least... No. no. Fuck yeah. Uh, Nick, you do look a little washed out, and I cannot fine tune. Let me close my blinds to see if it makes a difference. So to yeah, be clear, much, does this look better. better? Does this look better than orange to people? It, do, it does. Fuck, I like orange. What is wrong with me? Do you not have like something in between? Like my lights can do fifty-five. No. Uh, excuse me, thirty six to six thousand. There you go. There's a little. There's a little something that's, here. That's see if I do bad. this. Oh, that helped at it. all. How about this? <laughs> no, it did, Nick. For for okay. what I can see, yes. How about this? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that, I think that's, that's too. A... That's that's too orange. Hold on a second. Should that's I go up, orange? Up from down. Yeah. Uh, I'm so oh, okay. White so this, right now. this one only. This one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a conversation. I'm keeping. I'm keeping the this. Please, there we go. This is now the the the. How's this? Is this better? It's gonna have. It's gonna have to work. It's. Gonna I don't like. Work. You know. You could be honest with me. I can make changes based on feedback. Should I go blue? My feelings won't get hurt. I'm going oh. blue. I oh as God. as the producer, I say it's good. I'm rolling. Don't wear the intro, black without guys. the blue. <laughs> And welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship in international, which I'm just butchered, uh, Billy butchered. Uh, That's very odd podcast for you. That's LRMonline.com and the Genre Reverse Podcast Network. Um, you can find us on YouTube and wherever you stream audio. So check us out. And I'm glad yeah, you, you are, hopefully, right now. Audio. So. What was that? You know, you you don't I'm just have to stream to audio too. You, you don't oh. have to stream audio. You can also download. Yeah, you download can audio. download audio. I guess people do that. Um, we're also yes, on YouTube. people do it all the time on like orange. the Apple Podcast app or you know with the Castbox or 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 whatever. Definitely not Stitcher because that's like you know the OG streaming podcast app. I love Stitcher, but I don't. But whatever. Um, today we are here to discuss not only the news and some trailers, but wait, a... can you introduce us? Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. I'll introduce you first. I'll, I can also introduce a news story. Okay, Jonesy's not here, and he's kind of on a little sabbatical because he has to move across, halfway across the world. So I'm joined Woo-hoo! by Jammer. How are you doing, Jammer? What's up? It's a very happy birthday to Danny, who is here with us. The pugilist's birthday. 
How are I you, am Danny? joining you on the first day of my 48th year, or am I in my 49th year? I don't. I can't. How does that work? Ooh, well, I, just I think. I think you're on the first day on your 49th year, technically. Into my 49th year. So oh, yes, yeah. so I'm, I am definitely closer to death than I am to being born. So you don't know that. You don't know that. You could be a hundred. That then you sound like a fucking idiot. Just wait. You're listening back to this when you're a hundred. You're like, oh, young Danny didn't even know. <laughs> what, what? If only I did, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to live to a hundred, please. You could Take be living outside. a very fulfilled. You could be living a fulfilled life, still doing your TRX shit, still like <laughs> flexing, still eating healthy. You, you know, you could be living a life. So I could still be talking to you guys. Except you'll probably be dead. Exactly. <laughs> Kyle is our producer, and as he just chatted, I don't age, I just level up. Yeah, we level up. Yeah, that's what I said. That level up. I'm on level 49 then, right? Or 48 or whatever we just said. Anyway. Yeah, just like uh, our, chances, our chances well, of... Because I'm not getting any younger. Our chances of, uh, of, of physical health, or excuse me, our chances of cancer level up each year, too. Yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> Oof. Dark. Anyway, we're here to discuss Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> and um, do a review for Spy... Head, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller's latest movie on Netflix. Um, you guys ready to get into some news? Let's get into that news, inside of that news. Because I switched the order, we're starting with depressing stuff. Well, I was trying to balance it originally. Uh, we're okay. starting with the wonderful or not wonderful adventures of Ezra Miller and his, uh, his downfall, his self-imposed downfall as we discussed it's likely just because he needs he needs some help um it doesn't forgive what he did but he someone needs to get him help um right away because our first news story is from deadline and it goes on to the you know the details of his incidents including a more recent incident and then there'll be an incident after this article was published but the main part of the article from deadline is that sources said even if no more allegations surface. The studio, Warner Brothers, won't likely keep Miller in the Flash role in future DC films. That would mean replacing him in the future, but there's still a $200 million investment on the line with the first film, and Warner Brothers execs have to be cringing over the new press report. And this is before the next press report that we'll discuss. So is anyone surprised that we've reached this point? No, I mean, actually, you know what? I mean, it depends on what you mean by that. Had you told me two years ago this would be happening, I would be surprised. Yeah. But now I'm very It's just, I mean, no, it's it's become part of He just. He's doing worse know, and worse things. Danny, Danny might be leveling up his age, but Ezra Miller is leveling up his fucking weird ass shit. Um, we're learning <laughs> all sorts of crazy things. It, it almost feels like he's just, you know, uh, just the, the reports that we're hearing. It's like he's living in his own little world. Uh, stories about him supposedly protecting a woman and her child from the husband, but we'll also get to that. <laughs> having, uh, I guess, random AK four or random assault rifles strewn about his house, uh, and having I guess the That's baby the having part. access to them as the next part. It's just, it's just because bizarre. It's weird. It's it's literally like something out of a movie. Yeah, it's like out of a movie, like like those ridiculous things that just sound weird. It, it just it sounds it sounds like it sounds made up. It sounds yeah. made up. Yeah, um, because here's the other thing. Um, since the Hawaii incidents, which we've discussed before um, and before the events we're going to discuss next, which happened after the sources said this, 
Um, oh, really quick, really quick. I want to correct myself. Ezra Miller's uh, gender identity is they, them. Slip my mind. Oh, Apologies yes, there. I forgot. And part of that's here. Um, um, in addition to that, um, the Daily Beast had reported there was a temporary harassment prevention order this week. So but even again, before the next story we're going to discuss, from a 12-year-old and mother in Greenfield, MA, which, which state is that? Massachusetts? Um, against the actor after Miller um, allegedly menaced the family and acted inappropriately towards the non a non-binary child. So again, this is before this article, which Warner Brothers is considering, you know, the sources say they're not going to work with him again on The Flash, but I assume that also includes uh, um, Dumbledore, Fantastic Beasts and whatever they call the next one. Not yeah, I don't, I don't really see him going like at all. he's not our Flash, but you know we'll keep him in Dumbledore. Like that yeah. just it makes no sense. He's not Especially he's not doing was... any Warner Brothers business anytime soon. Or he's probably not doing business. any business anytime soon. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, his his career is done. Danny, thoughts on this part yeah, before I'm, we get I'm, to I'm, the most recent incident? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Your question was, am I surprised? Uh, and I'm not surprised with with what they're doing at the moment. It's uh. It's just a, a question of what's going to happen this week now rather than is anything going to happen. So, uh, yeah, so I'll let you get on to the next piece of news because it all ties in together. But I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Sadly, I'm not surprised. And, and I, mean, I, I think it's also detrimental towards uh, trans people as well or people with non-binary gen- gender identities mm-hmm. because it really it, it just it seems like everyone seems to be like trying to, or some people seem to try to be associating his erratic behavior mm. with that identity. And that's just disservice towards uh, people who are, you know, just slowly but surely becoming honestly represented in our world in a way that's not just a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, reductive. Mm. Okay. So, that was that article was published on i believe the 17th um and we didn't do a show last week and it would have it was published after we would have done our show last friday because i believe last friday was the 17th um then the more recent story you know the sources said if nothing else happens they probably still wouldn't have him back the most recent story, which I can't read in its entirety or quote, because apparently I need a subscription to Rolling Stone and I've looked at Rolling Stone too often, but I remember the story um, that came on the 23rd. So five days later, there was another incident. Um, Ezra Miller was found on hit like someone, a source complained and that Ezra Miller's uh, where he's living um, on his farm. He has a woman with him and her children. Um, and apparently he has guns all over the property that aren't locked up, um, just all over the farm. And, uh, the source who came forward even said he once saw a baby with a bullet in his mouth, like not shot, but like, um, uh, baby, you know, playing with a bullet, putting something into their mouth like babies do. So here's my question about that. And here's how I feel. I think at this point, Warner Brothers needs to reshoot The Flash because I'm not going to see a movie that gives residuals to Ezra Miller. He's at this point, he's like a Kevin Spacey or a a Bill Cosby. It's like, I'm not giving him any. I wouldn't watch The Flash for this podcast unless he was recast. 
really quick what are your uh, guys thoughts before we get yeah. into that uh producer kyle did post the section the relevant section of the rolling stone article so i'll go ahead and read it oh perfect ezra miller has been hosting a 25 year old mother and her three young children at their vermont farm a living arrangement that worries the children's father as well as two others which with knowledge of the situation rolling stone has learned Two sources with knowledge of the situation express concern to Rolling Stone that it is an unsafe environment for the children, alleging there are unattended guns strewn around the home on Miller's 96-acre property. One source who, like the other, requested anonymity for fill of retribution recalled an instance where one of the children, a one-year-old, allegedly picked up a loose bullet and put it in her mouth. But the mother, who, like the father, Rolling Stone is not naming, claims that Miller had helped her escape from a violent, abusive ex, and Miller helped Miller, quote unquote, helped me finally have a safe environment for my three very young children. Um, so a little bit of, of conflicting yeah. stuff there, but we don't we don't necessarily know how there's the also a, is like. a quote in there where she defends not only defends that part, but she's like, oh, the guns are only in places around the farm that the kids don't go. Oh, there's there's more. Um, thank you, Kyle, by the way. Uh, let's see here. The father, here, here's what the father says really quick. I have a bad feeling in my stomach. I do not want to get my kids. Excuse me, I, I do want to get to m- get my kids, to go get my kids. They mean the fucking world to me. Um, and then the mother, da 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 The mother says she's still living Miller's farm with the children. The two sources who confirm seeing children there with their mother describe it as a chaotic environment that is unsafe for children. Video footage reviewed from April reviewed by Rolling Stone appears to show at least eight assault weapons, rifles, and handguns lying around the living room with some weapons propped up next to a pile of stuffed animals. Oh, shoot. I guess I can say shit on this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was like trying to keep Um, it clean. I'm like, nah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a strange and bizarre thing. You know, this is really, this is a stupid comparison. But in my mind, I just imagine based on all of this, do you remember Breaking Bad? How you had that that little story arc where Jesse bought that house and then slowly turned it into like a junkie den. Yeah, he bought his I just parents' ima- house. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, his parents' house. I just imagine that as as his house. Then he has ninety six acre property. I have no idea how you make it messy that whole ninety six acre property. It's that's a lot of space. So I, I don't know, but that's uh. It's just a visual I have in my head that's not accurate, not based on anything real, <laughs> but it's just where my mind went. So do you guys think they should reshoot the Flash Ooh, and remove okay. him? Even though it's super expensive, but otherwise I think they're headed to release a bomb because I don't think anyone's going to want to see Ezra Miller if they're paying attention. Or do you think that's also incorrect? Do you think they'll still make money because it's the Flash? It's a good question. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to make gangbusters no matter what at this no. point. Uh, can they reshoot it? I mean, what can they do? They I think they should it? just, I mean, I don't think they're going to. Okay. I don't, there's no way that they, this is not like, this is not like uh, all the money in the world situation with Kevin Spacey and uh, Christopher Plummer. That's a much smaller role, obviously. Much smaller role. And it was a surprise that they were able to do that. Imagine doing it where he's probably not only in every scene, but multiple iterations of him in every scene. You have to reshoot basically the whole movie like solo. That's like, that's like an extra, not even like solo, more than solo. That's like an extra 150 to $200 million. That's like, that's, I'd say release it. 
on on uh, HBO Max. Okay, release on HBO Max. Yeah, I can't see them reshooting it. I think probably the 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 execs at Warner Brothers are thinking, "Fuck! I wish we'd launched released it months ago before any more stuff kept coming out." And not so, pushed I, it back. I, I yeah, yeah, exactly. They wish they'd gone the other way. Okay, let's put it on HBO Max. Let's do a simultaneous big screen, small screen release. Let's get it out there before anything else goes wrong. And now they're probably kicking themselves like, now do we hold on to it for longer and wait for the dust to settle or just, um, no pun intended, but bite the bullet and just release it and 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 hope for the best. Uh, but I don't see them filming again because like, like Carl, um, uh, Jammer said, I don't think this film is ever going to make huge amounts of money anyway without now making two versions of it at a cost of what 500 million US total with yeah probably shooting it twice marketing for the new movie it's you know and then you got to get all the other actors and they're probably busy their schedules have all got to realign no chance I no chance they'll reshoot it um so no I think they'll either hold it or dump it and on HBO Max and just cut their losses so to speak do you think there's a chance that they're just going to not release it ever no what do you guys think well what, do you, tell me i know you i know how you feel about this nick because you briefly said it there just before jammer was finishing the article but what what has he been and forgive me if i've missed some stuff here but what's he been convicted of or been found guilty of or anything that's made you the feel biggest the biggest one about kevin spacey just using him as an example well i mean kevin spacey is not a fair comparison either that was an entirely no, but different that, worse that situation was the, i was just yeah I don't support so, people so, with certain behaviors. Um, so, what, so what behaviors has he had that he's like guilty of? Uh, the Hawaii the situations. And Explain for what that means. Um, the assaults in Hawaii. Um, there was more than one. Um, there for a while, they couldn't even find him to serve him the papers um, for him being. Can you go? You know, can you talk more about the assaults in Hawaii? What does that mean? One yeah, of them. Were they any? Were they sorry to stop you then? But were the assaults just? I mean, I don't, don't mean to put make it sound like it's not important or or or, uh, or out of line. But were they just a young guy getting into fights, or were they some sort of other racially, sexually motivated? No, in any way that and that's like good to be clear on. Getting drunk? Uh, it's basically what Anthony Starr did, only he did it more than once. When Anthony Starr played Homelander in real life and like punched out a bartender. So let me go ahead and read it he really quick chair. from his okay, yeah, Wikipedia. On March 28th, he was arrested in Hawaii following an allegation, excuse me, an alleged physical alter- altercation with patrons after having hurled obscenities at clients at a karaoke bar and was charged with disorderly conduct, conduct and harassment. On April 19th, uh, he was taken into custody for second degree assault by Lalani State Subdivision Police Authorities uh, in Pahoa for allegedly throwing a chair, which hit a 26 year old woman left half inch cut on the forehead after being told to leave during a private get together. Um, Miller had been arrested 20 minutes after the attack during a traffic stop at the intersection of a certain highway. Just hours after this second arrest within weeks, he pleaded no contest to the karaoke incident and was fined $500 for disorderly conduct. And then in June, 2022, the standing rock Sioux Sioux tribal court issued a temporary order of protection against Miller on behalf of 18 year old activists Takota Tokata Iron Eyes. Chase Iron Eyes and Sarah Jumping Eagle, Tokata's parents, requested the court order due to Miller allegedly using violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs to hold sway over their child. The relationship between Miller and Tokata Iron Eyes 
which began in 2016 when Miller was 23 and Iron Eyes was 12, also included oh. Iron Eyes flying to London in 2017 to visit Miller on the set of Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Iron Eyes also dropped out of school in 2021, allegedly to follow Miller. Iron Eyes' parents also alleged in their documents that Miller had caused bruises on their child's body and that Miller had manipulated their child to believe they are transgender. Tokata later responded by denying their parents' allegations. As of June 10th, 2022, law enforcement's Law enforcement has been unable to locate Miller and serve them with the order. Miller then posted messages on their Instagram account mocking the court's attempts to find them, but has since deleted them. And on June 16th, harassment allegations. A mother and 12-year-old child were granted a temporary harassment prevention order against Miller in Massachusetts after the latter allegedly threatened the woman's family and showed inappropriate behavior towards their child. According to the mother and child, Miller, who was originally visiting a neighbor, showed up to the family's house unexpectedly while wearing a bulletproof vest and brandishing a gun before pester, quote unquote, pestering the child by quote unquote, uncomfortably touching their hips. So that is the extent of the allegations at this point. Before the 24th story. Before the that third story. Yeah. Before that story. Ugh. So my second question then is, will you guys be watching the film? I mean, I, I would hate to miss out on Michael Keaton, but there's no way I'm watching a film that will give him an extra I mean, paycheck. I have no idea. And the reason why is because I don't, we, it's all still allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yes. We don't have enough information. True. I, I can't possibly uh, say that I know exactly what happened. And, and so I, I'll hear more information first, because like, a lot of it yep. is. We have time no, to hear I'm a torn. lot more. <laughs> I'm torn. We'll just, for some reason, you know, Tokata Iron Eyes, that whole situation is is interesting because on one hand, you have somebody who was revealed, not revealed, exposed to Miller at a young age, and potentially that has influenced their perspective. But at the same time, they are currently an adult and have spoken out against the things having to do with their parents. In addition, there seems to be, based on what I've read. Uh, some implications there that Tokata's parents might just be angry at the idea that their child could be transgender and could have sort of an agenda against Miller as a result. Now, again, yeah. I don't know. That could not be the case, but it just adds an extra wrinkle to an already wrinkled situation. Yeah, yeah it's There's like a motivation. Yeah, we don't we don't know the whole context of that whole thing. Just that what does that report you just read there? So to answer your question, Nick, I, I'm with Dram on this. I, I I want more information. That that original altercation that he was fined five hundred dollars for, I'm by no way condoning it, but I have to say that we've all well, I that's actor behavior guys, too. All, I've been well, I've been in Russell Crowe comes to mind. Like stuff, I said, yeah. Anthony Starr, Homelander. <laughs> The second article that Jammer wrote out there was the one that's a bit more um, mm -hmm. concerning, but I have questions. I have questions about why a 12 year old was allowed to travel on their own to another country to see an actor without yep. where, where were the parents? Did the parents agree to it at the time? And like Jammer said, maybe now, maybe now they have another agenda. So there's so many questions there. And the, the big word there is allegedly. And that's why I said to you, Nick, what's he been convicted of? What's he actually know he's done? Not to say that none of this isn't eyebrow raising and certainly isn't concerning, but I'm going to have to wait and see. I have to say, though, I wasn't that fussed about seeing the film anyway. So it's not like I was like, oh, shit, my whole DC world has come crumbling <laughs> down. Like, well, 
I probably wouldn't, you know, maybe I would have only watched it for the show, for example, just so I could talk to you guys about it. So it's a wait and see for me. It's all allegedly, it's a wait and yeah. see. Yeah, but... and we'll know by then if he's charged or proven guilty about anything because we have a long they can time find until him. the Flash comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's troubling in itself. <laughs> yeah, that it is. It is troubling in itself, you know, not to like, you know, be a, uh saying things that i shouldn't but like it just seems like he's becoming based on his tweets or messages or instagram account it just seems like he's having like a psychotic break of some sort where mm-hmm. he's becoming overly confident and uh adversary against just everything which is not it's an unsettling situation yeah i guess i would agree wait and see but it doesn't sound like someone i would it doesn't sound great want to support the odds are not in his favor Mm. um honestly up until june of this year i easily would have been like yeah sure i'll watch the movies yeah it sucks that he's he's fighting around the world and all that stuff like yeah and that's more common and it's not good (laughs) but as even as dan i mean people get into bar fights all the time and it's not like that's a terrible person i mean i mean it could be person it could just if you're an angry drunk or a happy drunk (laughs) yeah it's the alcohol. Not, not, yeah. And the celebrity. I mean, the celebrity allows you some of that as well, I feel. Like, yeah, we Russell Crowe, Anthony Starr being Homelander in real life, but, you know, just once. It, ha- it happens. It's not great. It's not good, but it happens. I can imagine you get targeted when you're a person of, of, of celebrity that mm-hmm. people will say. And, uh, but when, when you... Esmerilla. Is that Esmerilla? Esmerilla. Esmerilla. Yeah, that fella, uh, those fellas. Um, yeah, it makes a, uh, it makes him more of a, a potential. Um, what's the, I want to say? I want to use the word target, but that, that doesn't make it sound quite so so uh, focused. But I can imagine he does draw attention to himself, and 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 yeah, it must be difficult for him to go out and enjoy himself peacefully, etc. But yeah, wait and see. So wait and see for me. Wait and see for me. By the way, if you're listening to this, forgive us for the constant misgendering. Of, yeah. of Ezra Miller, we're all, uh, I believe, you know, cisgendered males. So apologies, unintentional. We and really I just learned them. I just learned he was, uh, I forgot the term because I'm having a bad day. Non-binary reading mm-hmm. these articles. I didn't actually know that before. Just because I don't pay attention to the celebrities' personal lives unless they're doing something terrible. Um, yeah. Or it's but we're like learning. We're learning and adapting. So apologies and thank you for your patience, listeners. Yes. Yes, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry we started on the downer news too. Well, I just had to switch the order. At yeah, the get last the fuck minute, out of here, so. Ezra Miller. We're done with them. Yeah. Second in DC news. Come on. Well, first of all, this is kind of a non-story, but it's kind of a story because I forgot they already announced Peacemaker season two, which I thought was part of the news. But no, that all the news says, unfortunately, that's not that exciting. Is that it, uh, it will be the thing that James Gunn shoots um, once he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3. So any Some thoughts problem. on that at all or what we want to see in uh, what we want to see in season two? I'm curious uh, when we're getting the Suicide Squad two or three, however you want to call it. It seems like he's very focused on the HBO Max side right now. Um, between this and the spinoffs, other Suicide Squad spinoff series, where we still don't know which characters that will follow. Um, and we've speculated on that in the past and what we wanted to see on that. So, yeah, that no is an interesting point. 
I have no idea what I want to see. I was not expecting to see uh, uh, things exploding and a giant cow being milked and, and things flying <laughs> Space up. Space cow. And, and, and the, I was not expecting any of the awesome shit that we got in the first season. So I'd rather not just speculate and go, go, James, go and give me some more of that weird-ass funny shit with, with a great rock and roll soundtrack. Go for it. I have no idea what to expect. And not just so that, happy. but all of that. That's the great thing. That was a huge surprise about Peacemaker. Yes, all that stuff is amazing. Not just the heart, but just the character study aspect of it. Um, yeah. Like he he yeah, took yeah. the character seriously. He gave him a great arc. He treated him like a human being. And I think that's something he has a penchant for doing mm-hmm. is taking mm-hmm. these horrifying people and giving them um, full rounded personalities. And uh, to the point where I remember, you know, watching uh, uh, Vigilante and being like, oh, God, this guy is going to be the worst. He is like one of the best characters in the show. So sweet if you're not breaking the law. (laughs) So likable. So likable. So, yeah, he just does a fantastic job. So, yeah, like all for this. What do I want to see? I don't know. I don't know shit about Peacemaker. That's true. Give me James Gunn. I want to see Kite Man if Kite Man wasn't murdered by Peacemaker. The article says he was apprehended. But um, there are lines in this series where I'm like, I don't have any supervillains because I don't let them live long enough to go to Arkham or Belle Reve. So, cool. Yeah, I, I believe in James Gunn. I'm sure we'll get something fantastic. Um, funny with heart characters we don't expect. Maybe the Condiment King, even stuff as wacky as that. Uh, oh, please, yes. I really want or to see even, the Condiment King. In I mean, we action. could basically get, you know, the Calendar Man as well. That could be another good one. That oh, he, he could bring his brother in. Yeah, who already played him for like a line. In, oh, uh, did he play? Suicide oh, you're Squad. right. He was in the Suicide yeah. Squad. I forgot about that. Bring him back. Maybe Crazy Quilt. Need Crazy Quilt. quilt. Uh, <laughs> they already, I was going to say Polka Dot Man, but they already did Polka Dot Man. <laughs> 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 so, um, from DC, let's move to Marvel. Um, Kevin Feige has some things to say about, I guess he's kind of implying it's phase five, but I'll read the article in a bit. Um, I'll read that. Here's, uh, here's the quote from um, Kevin Feige about the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, MCU. Um, as we're nearing the end of phase four, I think people will start to see where the next saga is going. I think we'll have. I think there have been many clues already that at least apparent that are at least apparent to me, or where this whole saga. Sorry, I'm having trouble today, guys. Is going, but we'll be a little more direct about it in the coming months to set a plan so audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more about the roadmap. Danny, yes, where sir. do you think? What do you think he's referring to? Since we have plenty of clues, he said. Well, I could I couldn't tell you what these clues are. I'm going to leave it to better people like you and Kyle and people like that to tell me what clues I may have missed. Um, I can't help but be thinking that he's like just trying to calm a few people down Who like me. I can't because we've discussed like, that like yeah, it's going everywhere. Stuff. Yeah, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm, I can't help but thinking he's doing a little bit of damage control. Mm. Um, so like, okay, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. We know what we're doing. We do have a plan, and we've littered bits of clues around and I can see people scurrying around in his back office looking for clues that they've put in the films that they can pretend are clues leading to a giant picture or like I say I trust people like you and Kyle with greater knowledge of the the Marvel universe to tell me things that I have missed in these previous films 
Um, he's not done enough to convince me that he knows what he's doing. I don't like, I, I am on record many times ago, and I'm not a fan of the multiverse thing. That's certainly not inspiring me at the moment. Secret Wars, I would be much more interested mm. in if that had just gone that route, because I know a little bit about that and I'm interested in that. But I know you guys have discussed that on our sister shows. Uh, multi Marvel Multiverse Tuesdays or whatever it's <laughs> Marvel Multiverse uh, Mayhem. That's what Marvel Monday and Tuesday, whatever. Uh, but I know you guys have discussed it, and I know you guys have got more input on it. But for me, it's a little bit of uh, yeah, a little bit too much. I need something a bit more substantial to get my teeth into it. So who knows? We have got a couple of films coming up that I'm actually looking forward to. Not least being Thor, uh, that mm-hmm. one I'm super excited about. Maybe there'll be a bit more of a clue that I can actually recognize in that one but i lean yeah. on you and i lean on kyle and jammer for my marvel my marvel stuff and he does mention in a couple of months we should know i don't know if that means there'll be a big announcement you know like kind of like when they announced phase four and all the projects we still haven't even seen from phase four that might become well, we phase five we've got conventions coming up right and we got yeah. conventions coming up so or, i was assuming it was at one of those i know they okay. haven't got a stall at, at san diego but i'm sure they're going to have they're going to use that platform to tell us something, right? Yeah, I assume so too. Otherwise, I was going to say that if he's referring to the movies, maybe not at San Diego, Kyle is saying, but they did that whole Disney Plus uh, or Disney shareholder D23, meeting a few years D23. ago. D23, oh, the shareholder meeting, right? Where they, like, where they like gave all the, you know, that was where they like showed all the logos for all these shows and movies that we haven't gotten a lot of yet. <laughs> but um, same with Star Wars. It's like some of those projects are years out that they announced at that, that um, but Star Wars doesn't have phases necessarily. And I, Kevin Feige in the past has even talked about there's not really a need to save phase anymore, even though he's mentioning the end, we're nearing the end of phase four. Because if it is the movies, that means we might find out more in Thor or more likely Black Panther. Um, when does that come out? Wakanda Forever? Yeah, that comes out in December. It comes out in the holiday season. It's either November or December. I mean, he said, yeah, so probably then. Yeah, it's uh, makes November, sense. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I knew holiday season, but Kyle says November, as you all heard. Um, what do you think, Jammer? What clues have you seen, and where do you think we are headed? Well, I know a big complaint that we all had um, is that it seemed like Loki was leading to the multiverse splitting, but then it also seemed like Spider-Man led to the multiverse splitting, but then it seemed like Doctor Strange led to the multiverse splitting. And yet there wasn't a split making, in that. <laughs> it was just and yet there wasn't dimension hopping. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so what does this mean? Well, maybe the difference in multiverse splitting is a part of the multiverse aspect of it. And at the heart of it all is Kang because he's all over the place and has many, many, many different variants. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, November I don't know. 11, <laughs> like, I, Wakanda forever, I don't November know what 11th. <laughs> I don't know what these clues mean. I don't know what clues he's talking about. I'm not convinced they're there, um, but it's possible. Maybe we'll look back and realize, hey, this is, this is all built up toward. But I think my opinion has slightly changed. I know Jonesy has always been a proponent, like, hey, I need this 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 stake yeah. in the ground that I can look towards. And me, I've been like, ah. Eh. But I mean, the reality is that hasn't been these. A lot of these projects haven't been good enough on their own for us not to constantly be looking to the future. A lot of them, at least. Like, I think some of them I've really liked. You know, obviously, Spider Man No Way Home. I loved Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was fucking I did like awesome. Hawkeye. 
I think that was my favorite series. My favorite show so far was Hawkeye. Like, just, I can't believe it. And no one's talking about Hawkeye. Everyone's talking about everything else, but whatever. Hawkeye was great. I'm with you, Jamma. I'm with you, Jamma. That's been one of my favorites, certainly more than the, the current show. Right. Even though Nick, we might mention that later, so I won't go oh, into that. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I yeah, Miss Marvel is also up there for me. Like, that's been a, like a nice a surprise for me. Um, it's been like uh, almost like it feel like it feels like a show that's almost been inspired by uh, Edgar Wright on some level. You know, you got yeah. that's that Scott Pilgrim flavor almost in a way um, on a lower scale, a little less kinetic, a little slower, but still, I think, pretty solid. I haven't watched the new episode this week, I think but I'm excited to new episode. My opinion is new episode might convert people who have been like tepid about it. Really? Um, okay, that's awesome. It's actually one of the first shows then that won't have like dipped in the middle. Yeah, that's exactly. Been my that's why I've been saying most shows Marvel, three and four are your worst episodes. You're just filling time till you get to the finale. Exactly. Like I think Moon Knight for me was like one of the biggest casualties of that. First two episodes yeah. I thought were excellent. In the middle episodes, oh my god, I was so bored. Moon Knight, the show with without Moon Knight in it. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. So- so um kyle cleared up a few things in our chat um disney plus uh, what was it disney d3 is the uh, september yeah, and september uh d23 day uh, d23 and uh disney plus day is september 8th so they're both in september um disney plus day will obviously be where we hear more from Faggy, even though the mo- oh maybe d23 because we're also talking movies we're not just talking disney plus shows so who knows? Uh, so Disney Plus Day is on the 8th and the 23 Expo is the 9th through the 11th. So I would expect oh. both. Yeah. Two so, Marvel yeah. presentations, maybe. Here's our Disney Plus flavor and Star Wars. We can talk about Disney Plus yeah. and Zootopia and all that. And then then we'll talk about phase four in the movies. Um, I do think um, I have two theories. I like Danny's uh, Secret Wars theory because that is kind of would be the next logical step in the multiverse we know it exists we've seen different multiverses even though everything hasn't broken um and so maybe now we're going to smash some some universes together in order to like bring in the x-men and um deadpool and you know that because we need a reason why the mutants haven't been there like it can't just be the mutants have been hiding out the whole time it's got to be the mutants were in a different and it can't be that they were created by the snap because they need history it has to be more of they've been on different universe and now they're being smashed into ours which is secret wars the comics basically smashed um the ultimate universe into um the 616 earth 616 which allowed miles morales who was an ultimate spider-man after peter parker to come into the universe as well as some other characters um so i would bet on that otherwise i Obviously, I think our next big bad is Kang. Um, and I think we'll be seeing him in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I believe was either swapped with Black Panther or just pushed to early next year. Um, because that's where he was originally announced to be. And then obviously they announced it so far in advance because they had cast him and they were going to use him in a, a Loki. And of course, Loki season two is already shooting and coming out next summer. So maybe that's where we'll learn a lot of the direction. Because it still kind of confuses me the way they did it with breaking the timeline and also there being multiverses and not really being clear on which if they were really that related at all in Loki. Because Loki really didn't seem to impact anything else. Oh yeah, Quantum Ant-Man Quantumania. Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania is February 17th, 2023. 
So I think when we see more Kang, you, I mean, the announcement will obviously reveal a lot, but I, th- I think we're getting some Kang combined with some uh, smashing of universes because that also might be how they bring in. They could organically bring in the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom as either new characters or I think Kyle and I or someone I discussed. I think Kyle was Kyle who said he'd like to see them like from the 60s or something like they went into space in the 60s. Yeah, um, something like they're in uh, the accident sends them in a different way where time just moves differently. And so yeah. here on this Earth, 50, 60, 70 years has has gone by. Doom gets dumped out somewhere halfway between and ages a bit. Them for them, it looks like maybe five years, 10 years, something like that. I think that'd be kind of cool idea. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah. That's what I thought. Are we good to move on to some trailers before we move let's on? To go, some let's go, let's go, let's go, let's uh, go. The first trailer we want to discuss is Bros. And I really want to discuss it because it's, I think, the first super mainstream, you know, produced by Judd Apatow, directed by Nicholas Stoller, who did Neighbors and uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, gay romantic comedy. With uh, Billy Eichner, who's been a fantastic gay actor, um, you know, from Parks and Rec to Billy on the Street to even being in Neighbors 2, which is probably one of the reasons Nicholas Stoller is directing it. Um, But it's about, um, you know, it's a typical kind of Apatow-ish comedy. They never say his name, but he's the producer they're referring to. And it's like the producer of this and this and this. Um, um. you know, a little, his movies have gotten a little more serious and they've always been emotional. So like not just stupid comedy, but serious. And it's about um, Billy Eichner's character is gay, but he's not into having relationships until he meets like a super hot guy who he thinks is out of his league. And they kind of start as friends and it seems to become a relationship. And he's like, he's a little, he's, he's neurotic. He always plays neurotic characters. So he's like, oh my God, he's so much more attractive than me. Like, what can he see in me? Do I need to be more of a bro to be with him? Uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? Yeah, I thought it was I'll fun. I was going to no. say, I'll go first because Cameron's got his mouth full. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, yeah, I I'm gonna, was going to say pretty much the same thing. It does look like a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, I particularly like the, the should we say, the self-referential humor to it as well, the self-deprecating stuff. I, I really enjoy that when it comes to comedy like this because it means that they're not necessarily taking themselves too seriously but they do take the subject matter seriously so that's mm-hmm. what i'm enjoying about what i got from the uh from, and that's what good comedy is at the end of the day it's um and, and so i was impressed by it particularly the first opening scene when they were they were all Thrapple. arguing you lgbtq museum oh yeah <laughs> you get a day we only get a month when are we gonna get and then yeah and then it was a thruple and all that and i'm like Why people yeah, only get a week you guys get a whole month and it's like well that exactly. month passed and no one talked about lesbian month <laughs> Exactly. I love that stuff because it's it's addressing real, real issues, real social issues that we have at the moment. We're doing it in a way that is very, very comedic, but very self-referential, but at the same time, very tongue in cheek and very fun. So I like that crossover in the comedy. So based on what I've seen, it looks uh, it looks like a lot of fun. I doubt very much I'm going to get to see it on the big screen here in the yes. Middle East, though. I think, <laughs> I think that's a right assumption. If I can't see fucking Lightyear because of something or, or whatever, then there's no I've way. I've seen that shot. It's so short. That's ridiculous. I don't don't even get me started on that. But yeah, <laughs> so if we are going to review it for the show, I may have to find alternate means of being able to view that movie. But I do want to watch it. The trailer has me 
interested. Jammer? Yeah. Yeah, it looks super funny. Um, I do like that we're at the stage right now where we can't have uh, fun romance or romantic comedies with uh, same-sex couples that aren't super serious, if that makes sense. You know, because, like, you know, it's, it's just a standard romantic comedy, standard tropes, just same-sex couples. That's that's exciting. The movie just looks really funny as well, as, as Danny said, really poking fun at at themselves but at the same time you know just it's it just looks so much fun and uh, nicholas stoller is i believe the director who directed forgetting sarah marshall yeah and uh, you know he directed one of my i think my all-time favorite comedy forgetting sarah marshall if you haven't seen forgetting sarah marshall it is yeah. excellent highly that. recommended oh shut up he kyle kyle's i, know, I, I think the neighbors movies are better it. than forgetting sarah marshall i think you're high but um get him to yeah, the greek when i watched all of them the greek. <laughs> Thanks, Jammer, because um, they are. I mean, I think they're sequels. I mean, or, or prequels. They got the same. Character again, to the Greeks, a semi-sequel. It's a sequel, yeah. but even though Jonah Hill plays a different character, it's it was a missed opportunity. He should have been the same character. I don't I know. know why he wasn't the same character as he was. That's such a funny Marshall. character in forgetting Sarah Russell Marshall. Brand was, wasn't he? Russell Brand yeah, he Russell was Brand same was the same character. character. They even referenced his uh his ex. Yeah. You know, one thing yeah, I was disappointed good. about. Does anybody know? This is really invasive here does anybody know if nicholas stoller is gay the reason why is like at first i was just like can't they get like a gay director for this I it was like co-written natural. by him that was and, the other uh, thing it was billy co-written by billy eichner which is good it's billy eichner's project basically but i mean i don't know anything about nicholas stoller so he could be gay for all i know but it just seemed like a good opportunity for uh you know a, a gay director to take the helm there but I don't know. Either way, this movie looks like it could be a good time. I'm a huge fan of romantic comedies. We haven't had very many of them in recent years, so I'll definitely be seeing this. And then, Maybe not in theaters, unless it's for the show. I feel like romantic comedies, I'm not really a, a theater watcher yeah. for those, but I'll, like, I'll watch it in streaming when it comes out. Unless I'm sure we'll do it for, it the, for show. the show. I mean, it seems like it a high enough profile, out, an important enough one to do for the show. But it seems like it depends. Like if it's coming out the same weekend as like Wakanda Forever, we're not going to watch it. And we're yeah, watching Wakanda true. Forever instead. Okay. Oh, he is a straight. Nicholas Stoller is straight and Francesca. Or he could, he could, he could be by. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. True. I okay. just want Paul to find the definition of spuse. <laughs> Lovely listeners, you can't see the chat, but there's a word Typo. that we get amongst the get bent. <laughs> oh, Is that the definition? Is it? Is that the dictionary definition? Spuce yes, yes, means yes, adjective yes. get bent or go get bent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more trailer discussed before we get on to Obi Wan and uh, Spiderhead. Um, Stranger Things finally released a. F- Finally, they only had like four weeks in between them, but they released a full length trailer for volume two, which we get next week, a week from today. Um, And it has a lot of new footage, you know, even if we're not going to get into big spoilers, but if you've seen the first, if you haven't seen the first half of the season, it's basically like uh, minor spoilers. Eleven needs her powers back in the trailer. Brenner tells her that she's still not ready to help her friends. And the other half of the voiceover is Venkna. Uh, or Vecna. I never remember the order of the C and the N. Um, but um, it's a lot of him being like, you have already lost like Vecna. So I said it first the right time. So like, you have already lost like uh, now I'm just going to watch your friends die or whatever. Like I, I could already crush you, but I'm just kind of torturing you and watching. Uh, Eleven obviously being the savior, though I have a few other theories 
of people who might have powers now. Um, what did you guys think of the trailer? More excited, less excited? Just did you even need it? Did yes, need it? yes, because the reason why. So I told you, guys I'm this. running up that hill. It's full of this. Before that, their chips well, let me talk, Nick. You can't prompt Shall me and then talk we? over me. Shall we? Good God, go. So I I told everyone this already, but I haven't seen season four yet at all part one and the reason why is because as it was coming out we're like oh we should watch seasons one through three first so we've been blowing our way through seasons one through three we're almost done with season three at this point if i'm lucky i'll be uh finishing season four next week like right on time for these last couple episodes if i'm lucky we'll see what work has in store for me i don't know um but yeah like as sub who hasn't seen it going into this trailer i was like this trailer fuck slaps it really shows i knew you were gonna say slap i don't know why <laughs> why'd you know how'd you know i don't, I don't know usually don't even this use trailer that. fucking i'm like he's gonna say slaps i don't <laughs> know why <laughs> but it does it's really good because uh it really highlights to me what the strengths of this show it uh, what the strengths are and the strengths to me are of course you have these sort of high stakes supernatural situations but they're at odds with like the quirky goofy things like the guitar situation. I don't even know what the fuck is happening, but like having the guitar and, <laughs> and then <laughs> you know, the overall, like quote unquote, I guess, it. modern, modern at the time uh, feel for it. Like it's, it's goofy mixed in with serious. And you know, anyone who knows anything about me, I'm a huge fan of goofy mixing in the series. It's the reason why I really love Kung Fu hustle. It's the reason why one piece is amazing. It's why <laughs> Thor love and thunder, not love and thunder. Ragnarok is one of the better MCU films because in you know Guardians of the Galaxy it is that nice blend of serious underpinning stuff mixed in with something that is just off the wall and weird and just wholly part of the filmmakers and storytellers who are crafting the tale. Which is what <laughs> What's that, Danny? That's why I'm you like the last Jedi? Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll go Danny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, it's, but... it's one of the pivotal stories of our generation. So there's that. <laughs> there's, there's that reason. There is that. <laughs> we'll get to Star Wars in a second. We're still talking about it now. We're still talking about it five years later, ten years I later. I hate that we are. <laughs> still talking about um, that one movie. Stranger Things. I didn't I didn't need this trailer, but I'm glad I got it. And I'm glad uh, Jammer just referenced the guitar bit there because being a, a bit of a rocker myself, that whole bit with the... The, the the panning camera and he's standing on top of a of a mountain with a fly. Yeah. I think he had a phone B with a guitar in his hand. The fact, the only thing I could think of was I wonder what song they'll be playing over the top at this time because it's set in the eighties and I was a bit of a glam hair metal fan back in the eighties. My dog was named after Motley Crue etc. So I'm like, what song are they going to use over that bit? What's that for? Is that his magic power? Is he going to defeat the the defeat the whatever the evil guys called with the power Thank of God. rock guitar etc. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, like Jack Black's um, uh, guitar band. What's what's Jack Black's? Song? Tenacious, Tenacious D. Thanks, uh, thanks, Jammer. Tenacious D kind of thing. He's gonna smite the devil with his rock metal guitar. Smite or it to even, the ground. Oh yeah. I mean, the most recent I mean, Bill and Ted, where they saved the world by playing the song on top of the bus. Brilliant. Oh yeah. So yeah, I didn't need this trailer, but I'm glad we got it. I'll tell you one thing. I am thinking though, someone is gonna die, and I don't just mean the bad guy. I think one of these kids is going to go. And I know we've talked about don't it. Don't be Steve. Been... Please don't be Steve. No, I, Please said don't that. Be Steve. I think it's going to be Steve because everyone says don't do Steve. I think the Dove Brothers is going to be like, how are we going to not? No one's going to quit the show if they kill Steve. This so show, we're going to upset show, you. <laughs> no, no, no. This show, like, 
if you kill Dustin or Steve, I will riot by being sad. That's it. Just those two are the best characters well, in the show. Watch season five. You don't you don't <laughs> think they're gonna go full Game of Thrones on it and actually wipe out both of those, both of them. Oh god, that would be a one-two punch, wouldn't it? A whole red wedding and just wipe out all the all the original cast members. Here's what I said on Twitter. I said I would allow the show to kill off every other character if I can just spare Steve. Like I like all the characters, but if you spare Steve, you can kill off every other character. And season five could be Steve in the un- upside down fighting for his life or wherever we're headed. But the Duffer Brothers did say else? they're well, my favorites uh, are Steve, Murray. I love Murray. Is he? Uh, he's a journalist, right? Yeah, oh, the conspiracy theorist. Basically, okay, conspiracy theorist. I called him yeah. a journalist. <laughs> uh, those are my, and Dustin. Those are my three favorites. But you know, I love yeah, them I think, all. Yeah. I think I think I them and Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. Hopper is great. But Hopper, I come to terms with. He's the character I feel like is going to die. I come to terms with that. Whatever, I don't care. I don't think he I dies do, till the end because they're spending a lot of time this season, obviously, with him after he died last season. But they didn't even so. let that linger for very long. They let that linger for like half of a scene before they revealed he was alive. So that wasn't, I don't count yeah. that as a fake out death. But what's but, for, uh, you got to read the letter Steve, from her. Spare and Dustin. Kill anyone I, else. Kill Eleven again. I don't give a shit. Kill her. That's right. She's <laughs> already kill, had a fake death too. Kill Mike. Kill Lucas. I think kill Mike Lucas's would be the sister. Kill. Oh, no, not Lucas's sister. <laughs> She's one of my favorites too. But um, Mike, I would definitely be down for. He's become a, Worse and worse character each season, I think. Which one's he? Is he? Is he the? Is he Eleven's girlfriend? Boyfriend? boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty yeah, shitty yeah. in this season. After his behavior at the roller disco. Yeah, fucking kill that. <laughs> I would not feel bad at all. Just standing there watching his girlfriend go through that. Yeah, I don't. He's un- un- unforgiving. He's got. He's got some redeeming of himself to do. Uh, but I definitely feel that someone's going to go. Uh, and it's multiple uh, people. And, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think they mean well, it more than the think- Russo brothers meant. <laughs> Here, go ahead yeah, and kill. I'm more the original cast. I'm thinking more the original ones. One of them is going to go. There might be multiple deaths. I think Eddie will probably go to. They always kill the new character who's a fan favorite every season. Like who's whether Eddie? it's Lexi, he's one of the Eddie's new characters. Yeah, he's got the guitar in the trailer. Okay. Head of yeah, the Hellfire Haven't Club, seen season four awesome. yet, so still don't know. But I oh, bet. Sorry, I, mean, I don't know. Please, they killed Bob. Sorry, sorry buddy. We didn't do a lot. We didn't do any important spoilers for him. That's why we avoided the yeah, one. Saying the existence of a character is not a spoiler, so I don't care. The same thing about talking with about the roller rink really isn't. You were vague enough about it, and it's not a spoiler at all. It's basically in the trailer for the first half. Ready to move from some stranger things. <laughs> Ready to move from some stranger things to some Obi-Wan talk. Uh, yeah. Uh, Okay, what I'm not even looking up its reviews. It's a TV series. I have the reviews up for uh, or the percentages up for Spiderhead next. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who love it. (laughs) It Does whatever a Spiderhead can. It's terrifying. Can bite you. Oh, there wasn't enough head in that movie. We'll get to that. Um, What? (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) There wasn't enough love acting. Um. I just got this horrible visual of like Charlotte from Charlotte's Web giving head. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kyle did the, provide the cartoon, the, of course. the cartoon. The cartoon version, to be clear. The hot version. Oh, that makes it better. <laughs> I kid. 
So before we get to Spider's head and all the head. Yeah, there are furries, there are furries, and there are leggies. Kyle <laughs> did provide the Obi-Wan uh, scores, even though I wasn't going to look those up intentionally. But why, they're here. Why not? Rotten Tomatoes, 75% with critics, 64% with the audience. Metacritic, 73% with critics, 69 with audience. So not 6. really. 9. A sh- 6. 9. Is that intense? Yes, that's, that's a period. Yeah, because it's, so it's scored head, differently between audience and critics. Oh, got you, got you. Um, so what? So not super far off, like a lot of the movies and TV shows we've seen recently on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's kind of a consensus to be within eleven points of each other. Um, what what do you guys think of the season overall? And we can probably mostly discuss the finale, which I felt was didn't even save the show, but it was the best part of the show. Eh. Yeah, what he said. Eh. Like it's 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 literally there's nothing. It's not it's not offensively bad. There's nothing that's crazy, but it's just, it to me it epitomizes the problem with these shows. They're so drawn out. They feel so drawn out. It feels like a uh, two-hour movie. Efficiency and storytelling has been mitigated for a lot of these shows. Um, I think I mentioned this a couple, a few weeks back, whenever I was on last, where it just, each scene only really accomplishes one thing. You know, you're not, you're not faced with rapid storytelling where a scene accomplishes things on multiple levels. Like you do with a lot of the star Wars movie. It's literally just like, and this scene happens that accomplishes this. And the next scene happens that accomplishes this. It is almost we're being spoiler free right now. So. Sure. Cut and paste from end to end to end to end to end and not really weaving each of those aspects into multiple scenes. It just makes it feel stretched thin, shallow. Um, and I yep. think it's also hindered by the filmmaking, which we mentioned before, between the the awkward blocking, which seems to be a result of the volume filming, um, like a real limitation that's kind of showing itself here. I think it works better with something like the Mandalorian simply because of its episodic ish nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really just gets pulled and, and tested with something like Obi-Wan that tries to be a bit more ambitious, but ultimately fails. There are also is a big problem when it comes to uh, my suspension of disbelief characters kind of doing stupid things, things about the world, not being, uh, making sense like they've always had these little walkie-talkie things and stuff but like they're kind of dumb devices where it's like you don't you, you don't have an earbud anyone else can hear it they're saying each other's real names over top secret lines when characters are right next to other villains and it's just weird so there's that ben. scene there's that scene where uh that that spoiler scene not really. Okay. Where that one woman whose name escapes me um, has to take out like an imperial person, and she does it like five feet away from like another imperial person, and yeah, nobody I know. notices it. And it just what was that, Kyle? Tala. Tala. Yeah, and yeah. it just it just bothers me. It's almost like this is a really weird comparison, but I'm gonna go with it. If anyone has ever watched Girl Meets World, which is the reboot of Boy Meets World, there's a lot nope. of scenes with awkward blocking to where characters are standing and then they walk two feet over to talk in secrets. But I'm like, we really have to suspend our disbelief here and believe that people two feet away can't hear what they're saying, but we just kind of go with it because it makes sense for the story. 
that type of suspension of disbelief really doesn't fly in Star Wars, where we're supposed to be a little bit more, I don't want to say realistic, but they have the budget and the money to move them a little further away. You know, don't be as sloppy. Make it make sense in actual reality, not just in the context of a stage play. And that's, yeah. I think, been my biggest problem for this series. And even, you know, all of the uh, Boba Fett, I think, for an, uh, for amount as well and even maybe to a lesser extent mandalorian and i should i think an overall problem with the way these shows are being done but yeah that's yeah. that's it that's all i have to say non-spoilery for obi-wan it's fine it's not offensive but it has big problems and i just feel like it, it was a, a an ambitious story that was pulled back in scope because of a tv budget uh danny what are your spoiler three Free thoughts and then we'll probably only talk about spoilers about episode seven any, i can't put it any better than our resident writer mr aj cerner <laughs> i honestly no he pretty much nailed it for, for me uh everything he just said and, and and to concur with you as well about it being a couple of hours of a movie i think there was enough of a decent feature length movie in there without all the fluff that jammer was talking about the unnecessary bits and pieces um and yeah so yeah i mean we can move on i totally agree with what jammer said for me i was disappointed because i had my expectations were were higher and that was probably my mistake having high expectations um and the biggest challenge for that is or the reason for that is is that it seemed to take an age for this to be made it seemed to be like lots of contract stuff going on with uh ewan mcgregor about the you know, quality of story seemed to be most important but because I've really felt like he really likes this character, loves this character and wanted to do right by it and kind of not, not make amends for the prequels, but certainly carry on the good faith that he had. Let's face it. He was probably one of the best or the best thing to come from the prequels was Absolutely. his, his, his uh, portrayal of Obi-Wan. And so I get the feeling that he was dragging his feet because he wanted it to be good quality and he didn't want to upset the fans. And he, and then when, what we actually got was what Jammer just described. And I can't help but feel a little bit disappointed. And I don't, like it when star wars goes against its own canon with stuff i, I don't which we'll get to it's in okay spoilers. yeah and, and, and I, I lean on kyle and cam a lot for this stuff but you know if we're to say right everything we've seen in the movies is now canon then why are you why are you not following up on that you know if you you've set the rules for your universe that's fine i'll suspend disbelief but don't go fucking with them now because that's when you're going to take me out of out of following it you set the rules i'll believe them same as the um Hogwarts rules and world. I mean, it's a weird and wonderful how the spells work and don't work, but don't then change the rules during your films because then I can't, I'm not on board anymore. You're just bullshitting me. So disappointed, disappointed I am, but it's not that bad. I'm just disappointed. Okay, I'm going to just agree. I mean, oh, just, just agree, I meant to say, not disagree. Oh. <laughs> I, agree I, I agree completely. I found it. <laughs> boring yeah, the exact opposite boring until the seventh episode like really didn't care was playing a video game at the same time because it was just nothing was happening of interest i don't know much about the inquisitors and stuff like that because i haven't watched the cartoons but they seem completely wasted and unnecessary um and that's and maybe another thing is maybe we are missing something by not having watched the cartoons danny is that the case i know you've watched the cartoons uh, add a lot? You are, well it adds it it adds a lot, but it also takes a lot away because you would know more about who they are and what they're doing. But it also, because of the way they're used in this live show, it seemed pretty it takes useless. Away 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's taken away from what they do and what they are as well. So, I mean, Kyle will be able to give you more details on that. But I think you do. It would help you to to have watched the cartoons, but you'll then look at it in a different way and still feel a bit disappointed. I hope that makes sense. But you'll think well, it's like a mix of. It's like a mix of over relying on those things for fan service while not actually giving them enough meaning in yes. the process. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Do you guys want to do a letter grade before we go into uh, um, sure. slight spoilers? Because I, I will not. I have stopped letter grading Star Wars. And that's the only thing I've stopped. Letter Just letter grading. grade. Just fucking stop, stop being standing on your high horse. Give it a letter grade. Me. Well, you go it's, first. It's bang on average C. Danny. See, I would say even with the finale, it's a C minus or mm-hmm. lower, even though I did enjoy the finale, which now let's get to spoiler alert, everyone. I did like the most of the, the seventh. Well, first of all, it does. It did break canon hardcore, didn't it? With the Leia storyline. Or can you explain it away? Do you think? I mean, you can if you squint your eyes and tilt your head a bit. Um, she know him. She knew him as Ben Kenobi. Wait. Yeah. Ben Kenobi or Ben. Did she has she has he revealed his full last name to him? Yeah, he did. He did um, towards the end more than throughout the show. And that's where he admitted okay. that he knew I her mean, parents. No, because he says, she says, General Kenobi, blah, blah, blah. Years ago, he did this. I guess you she my father in the Clone Wars yeah, or whatever. You can admit it. It's like, it's, it's not you necessarily. You saved my fucking life. <laughs> it's not just, I mean, but she's calling on him in a war capacity. Maybe she wanted to appeal to that. Like you could justify it. It's odd. Don't get me wrong. But it's not outside the realm of possibility that she would still leave the message as such. Yeah, it's not a from it's not a, a certain plot point hole of view as much of as Star it, Wars thing. It's not a plot hole as much as it is a plot contrivance. And the Luke part worked for me. I mean, he knows a crazy old Ben, and Ben just shows up to give him a toy. Like it's not like they went on a big adventure together. In fact, I really liked the Luke part. Uh, parts of this episode made me cry or close to cry. Um, I'll, sorry, I'll let you go in a second, Danny. But um, right. uh, oh, what are your thoughts about breaking continuity? Do you have anything really more to say to that to that than Jammer? Because no, I don't. I, I think, think Jammer nailed it. Yes. Yeah, the bit the bit of that I found, uh, and I, I'm not sure how Kyle or Cam, if he ever listens to this, is gonna. It's the bit with with. Um, are we in spoilers now? Are we in the last. Episode? Yeah, we're in spoilers now. Yeah. Right. So the the bit with with Vader. Um, killing Anakin and therefore making it easier when Ben tells Luke that uh, Vader killed Anakin. Uh, you lied to me. He was my father and all that. And I, I, I get what you've done there and you've actually done it really, really well, but I still cringed a little bit when they did it. I'm like, yeah, okay. You, you, you go, but you Darth Vader killed your father. And then they had that like, whole line. Well, and then I guess Anakin is dead then. So that gives justification to what Obi-Wan tells Luke in Star Wars. But it did make me cringe a little bit, even though it worked. I don't know. I don't know what Carl feels about that. I'm sure you've discussed. Listen it to El- You didn't need it. Yeah, said. listen to Katina. Yeah, you didn't need it said. That that's it. Everyone already already got what Kenobi meant yep. when the re- when the reveal that Vader is his father. Everyone understood. Well, that deep dark dive is what killed An- Anakin. Like what killed him? Yeah. It's, yeah. So uh, it's like explaining yeah. so Han Solo's last name and showing the show. Oh, it's the not that bad. It's, it's, it's not that it's bad. Not that it's bad. Not bad. It's that. not that bad. Not that bad. Uh, well, you know, it's surprising to me, Kyle, no, no, no offense, but it's just how you don't like that. But I feel like a lot of modern anime has that problem of doing just that over explaining. 
but I expect that from anime. That's part of anime. The, <laughs> the over-reliance and overuse of ex- exposition has been there since Voltron and Robotech. That's just there. Um, I'm not used to that in, in Star Wars. Are you Wars. kidding me? I'm not used Have to Have you been watching well, Star on, Wars? Let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, what's the <laughs> word I'm looking for? Uh, quant- qualify by that. I am not used to that from the OT in and of itself. The OT. Not, not to. But, you're, the, not, but everything else has no, done and that. I hate, and, and I he hate hates almost, almost everything. everything else. So, <laughs> but the thing is, by now, though, you should expect it. It's become a part it, of the genre of Star no, Wars. But it. Not not all not not always, and it doesn't have to be. And that type of I'm going to say it lazy writing um, is 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 gross. <laughs> on that, I do have a discussion point. I would like to bring up something we did discuss on the the cantina with writing. Uh, everyone remember episode three of of Kenobi, right? When no. uh, he lets they all him go together. through the fire. Oh okay. yeah, so, I don't know what happened yeah, yeah, yeah. which episode. He, Vader beats Kenobi, tells his stormtroopers, "Hey, go go get that body." Tala creates a diversion with fire. Robot carries Kenobi away. Everyone was like, well, why Why did that happen? There was two yep. camps. One, for some reason, he couldn't use the force over it. And then you see in later episodes, he's pulling rocks and pulling pulling ships. The other, other one was, oh, he was uh, toying with him or he was disappoint, disappointed in his former master's uh, uh, performance. And he, he wanted to fight a real Ken- Kenobi. Or that he was to- toying with him. Yet immediately in in episodes four, he's very, very angry when Kenobi gets away. And then in episode five, he's very, very angry when Keno- Kenobi gets away again. And then in episode, <laughs> in episode six, he's offered a, a choice to chase down a group of, of uh, force uh, sensitives and, and sympathizers or just Kenobi. And he chooses Kenobi. So do you guys feel things like that? Did you guys notice that watching this series? And do you feel that that right there is lazy writing? (laughs) I think it's lazy filmmaking. Oh, okay. Mm. That's where I I was just about to say, sorry to cut you there, Jammer, because I'm going to rely on your bit more expertise on that. But it did feel, I'm not going to say it's lazy writing or lazy filmmaking. You guys are the experts on this, but it did feel a bit shitty. There's There's the layman's terms for it. It was shitty... Uh, way of doing it because it didn't make any sense whatsoever you can yeah. get through that fire if you really wanted him you could have got him quickly and easily i don't understand that so yeah jam a go uh, battle out the shitty writing or shitty film making but i didn't like it either Carl. <laughs> so it was, I, I, like I can imagine this essentially have been the equivalent of that moment in the force awakens where the ground splits between Ray and Kylo Ren and they physically cannot reach each other anymore. That was good filmmaking of separating two people fighting. When I was watching episode three of Obi-Wan, I noticed that the camera was very tight on Darth Vader as he was looking over the fire, almost as if they want to say like, hey, nothing exists beyond this fire. Just pretend that the fire is tall and that he can't go around it so that we can get away with this little thing because we can't show through filmmaking that they're truly separated because we don't have the budget or we're not able to do it. And it goes back to that awkward blocking thing I mentioned where you have to pretend that these characters who are two feet to the side can't hear other characters talking. So I think it's a filmmaking limitation, probably restricted due to the budget that could have been done better or more effectively. I guess I don't want to call it lazy filmmaking. Maybe it's a budgetary situation, but it also could be lazy filmmaking. I don't know the motivations behind could why be the it was done the way it is. 
the exactly. Volume. It could have been limited so to the volume. <laughs> exactly. So maybe they were just, you know, making lemonade with what they had for all I know, but it definitely was like a limit, a limit, <laughs> no sugar. A, a limit in the filmmaking. I'll yeah. say Cam ha- had offered this and why Cam and, and us really felt felt that it's more of a writing choice because it would have been as easy for Vader to put down the the initial fire once he threw Kenobi over uh, the smoldering fire, the low fire, begin to walk o- over it to go get Kenobi, have Tala shoot, reignite the big, big flames and a big explosion and that giving Vader flashbacks to Mustafar oh. distracting enough. To grab Kenobi, it's like there's fire. A, there's, no. Even within, yeah, even within the the same confines and short film filmmaking space that they they had, there were be- better ways to write it. But I will concede, Jammer, that that is a that is a logical uh, uh, reason that it may have been the way it is. It's still, and it is it it is easy for us to come here and being like, hey, why did they do this specific thing that I just outlined right now as a viewer? It's easier to do it that way. But uh, but yeah, that's a good point, Kyle. I think that could have been uh, an effective way of doing that as well. Okay, let's discuss the last episode really quick. It it brought me close to tears several times. I really enjoyed Anakin. How do you give this? How are you giving the lowest grade between all of us? And you're the only one who because the rest of it's shit. Like I wish I had my time. (laughs) I literally, it's the worst Star Wars I've seen since the prequels. The rest of it, it's it's almost worse than the prequels because it's not so bad that it's enjoyable. It's just. A two hour, maybe even an hour and a half movie spread out over six hours and nothing happens from the first episode until the final episode is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the last episode has really good emotional moments. I loved when the helmet was sliced open and you got half Anakin, half uh, James Earl Jones, well, half Hayden Christensen, half James Earl Jones's voice kind of modulating. And even their fight, their fight was, I really liked Vader's power level in this movie. I mean, the show. See, I'm already calling it a movie. Even the other episodes, even though I'm bitching about them, I like seeing how much, like when he fought the third sister and oh, stuff. Oh, when he it was just like, right, well, yeah, that was that was awesome. How he toyed with her like a rag doll. That that yeah. was that powers at his, at his height. That that was pretty fucking cool. I think it's moments like that that did elevate it to a C for me because when it was good, when it when it was good, it was pretty fucking good. It's just that it was surrounded by a lot of just boring nonsensical stuff as, as as we were just saying so that that's the sad thing about the show is why you why you feel the way you do about it there's, there's a I, good 30 or 40 minutes in there somewhere yeah exactly and i did like seeing uncle owen and aunt brew being kind of badasses um and actually being heroes for once and not just the kind of standing around and it gave us an origin we didn't need but i actually enjoyed it gave us an origin for his limp <laughs> Because Star Wars always need to explain every, like the reason Solo got that a gun, like all that stuff. And I, I, I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Now we know why he limps. It's not just an age thing. He was fighting to save Luke. Did anyone else think, uh, just on that last episode, did anyone else think that when she, when the third sister went, what's her name? Reva. Was it yeah. Reva? Yeah. That when Reva took her lightsaber or whatever they're calling it off her back and put it on the sand, that she was going to bury it like, um, like oh, they God. buried uh, lightsabers at the end of... Uh, Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker to bury in the sand again, and so on Tatooine, there's thousands of <laughs> especially <laughs> since Kenobi told too. that other Jedi to bury his lightsaber. Exactly, they're all over the place. We needed to jowl with a metal detector, and he's gonna have a fucking <laughs> stash of lightsabers to be around. was with so many lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the movie fighting. I want to see. They walk along the desert and they keep tripping over lightsabers that have been, that have been partially they're buried, worthless, you know, so they don't even pick them up. <laughs> 
But yeah, as soon as she laid it on the sand, I thought she's going to bury this, isn't she? This is the what you do. Um, but yes, I, I like the bit with um, with the with the uh, auntie and uncle. I like the way that they they defended Luke, and they weren't just hapless and helpless. They actually put up a bit of a good fight. And because the third sister was quite badly injured with the well placed stab by Darth Vader again, that twice manages to stab someone and not kill them. Why off with her head if you're going to kill her? Um, yeah, I thought, so that made her. My gun died by just getting him in the chest. Oh well, the fact but it was, it was, it was perfectly. Okay, all right. It's Star Wars. Let's not overthink it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So we carry on, Nick. I, I think I jumped in on your. No, that's all Star I have Wars. to say about it. I, I did like. Uh, I did like the scene with Leia getting the holster and him talking to her about like the strengths of her mom and the strengths of her dad and just and him meeting Luke. Hello there, just briefly. Um, yeah. Those are other scenes that made me, and, and they use the Imperial March finally and the Twin Suns theme. So I was happy they kind of connected it closer to A New Hope. Uh, Jammer, any other spoiler thoughts about what you thought about the last episode of the series? Not really. It's it's pretty mediocre. I mean, I could, I don't know why. Why did it make you cry? Yeah, Just oh, like yeah. the, what, the what emotion with Vader and him when his mask is all cut up and hearing the original theme and him saying goodbye to Leia, that kind of stuff. But I, almost, I, mean, I, I didn't, me I didn't even fully it, cry. I almost cried. It relies. You just said you cried like three times. I feel like I almost before. cried three times. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just don't like the, the over-reliance on intertextuality between us where it's like, if you hadn't seen any of those things, it's not going to mean anything, but yeah, if you exactly. had, it's just, it's just, it's yeah. I don't like, isn't that a lot of stuff? I, mean, I don't want. I want to move on the spider head as quickly as possible because we're, we're oh, pretty deep into that. the show. Um, um, we'll probably isn't talk that a lot about of things. I think it's it's not the best things. Like Avengers Endgame, I think mostly stands alone. Well, at the same time, I was kind of bringing that up. It's like unless you've had this journey with Tony Stark, you're not going to have the same emotional impact. But you're going to still have Endgame. great emotional impact. Like, I think you're going to have great emotional impact on many of the key moments in Avengers Endgame, regardless of whether or not you've seen the other movies. Okay. You may not fully get them, but I think I think structurally, they all work very well in that self-contained movie. All right. Well, you got anything else about Kenobi? Nah, it's all fine. Right. Whatever. Doesn't, I mean, it's not for me. Let's give me that, uh, give me that Ryan Johnson movie again already. <laughs> that's, that's, that's in, you know, give me Pete t- Star Taika. Wars since... And Taika, who's finally going to take potentially Star Wars outside of the stuff that we already know. If they let him. Please, Lord. Um, if they let him. <laughs> going on to uh, the movie we watched this week uh, was Spiderhead. Came out last Friday on Netflix on, on um, Rotten Five. Tomatoes. It has a 42% from critics and a 32% from an audience. I knew I had bad scores going into it, but I still thought we should watch it and talk about it as a Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller film. And a meta score on Metacritic is 54 and viewers said 4.7. So personally, we'll start spoiler free. I am actually shocked it got that low of a review. I don't know if you guys agreed more with the reviews or not, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was so much fun. There were a few questionable decisions made in the movie. And most reviews say it kind of missed it's a missed opportunity for a lot of stuff, but I thought it was a fun hour and 47 minute watch. It wasn't too long. It didn't overstay. It's welcome. I just have a few gripes we can get into with spoilers, but what was your guys? And I would review it 
um, a B minus. What did wow. you guys think? Wow. I can't give everything an A plus, and it definitely wasn't. It's true. I was expecting you to give it an A. Um, I thought it was a missed opportunity. I thought the third act was a little bit of a shame, a little bit of a letdown. Um, but up to that point, I liked where it was going. It was an interesting sci-fi um, look at the world we're in kind of thing, and I was enjoying it. Up, But then it went a little bit too... It followed some regular, normal, seen-it-all-before tropes in, in movies in the third act, and that's when I kind of... I kind of tapped out a little bit, but I did love the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. The mu- that's one thing that, I that about. elevates it for me. The so music I would was so good. It, I would only give it another C. Okay. Much like Obi-Wan show. Jammer? Jammer? I, I, I didn't have time to watch it this week. Oh, okay. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah, give it, it was a one of those things. Well, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, oh, I'm curious what critics think about it. And I saw it and I was like, ooh. It just it just made me feel like in my gut flashbacks to other um, movies on Netflix that are like okay but feel like they were made in a lab and not written by a human being and not necessarily uh, have yep. the, the things that make it something good like Enola Holmes or which another Netflix, Netflix movie <laughs> or, or Project Adam or Project Adam you know where and that was the, once again that was just the feeling I was getting from the trailers. I, I still I would have watched the movie if I had time, but I was playing catch up from uh, long weekends and stuff of like family visiting. So apologies. I did not get a chance to watch it, but sounds like you guys relatively enjoyed it. Would you recommend it to me? That's the question. Here's the big thing. Well, that now that is a very good. Yeah, you good have question. got a lot more things to catch up on. I would not put it. Yeah, on, don't put I it high on your list. High up on the list. Gotta okay, do all stranger is, things first. It is fairly tight yes. in its run. It is very fairly tight in its runtime. How long no, is it? it? Hour forty-seven, including credits. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, that's. I think it's one of its strengths. Not because it was plane, bad. Yeah, if you ever find yourself on a plane and it's one of those movies is on a plane of choice, then stick it on. Um, but it does yeah. follow, like you said, it does follow Netflix paint by numbers kind of stuff. Even though the initial idea, the ideas plural, are pretty good, it doesn't follow through on them. Unfortunately, and the acting is fantastic. I feel. It is say it is safe the their performances, yeah. Otherwise, it would have been a C minus or even a D plus for me. But it was safe right. by Let's do brief spoilers and then get ourselves out of this place. Well, really um, quick, yeah. what is what is the premise of Spiderhead? Oh, okay. The premise know? of Spiderhead, um, I, as I explained to my sister last night on the phone, um, it's um, Spiderhead is actually just a room in the building, not even the building. It, but um, Chris Hemsworth plays a scientist who is um, people are able to have their sentence moved from like state prison to here if they volunteer to be subjected to different chemicals that cause them to, you know, feel love or feel pain or feel fear. Um, my cat just knocked on the window. That is so weird. There must have been a bug out. there. Like he knocked on it. But um, <laughs> um, and uh, so all these people are here and, they've, you know, Chris Hemsworth's very like eccentric and it's a dancing around movie and he loves his great, great soundtrack that the movie has, including You Blinded Me With Science, which fits very well with the plot. Um, and then Miles Teller is one of the people who was in a state prison and he's volunteered to be there like everyone else. And, in, and it's, it's a nice environment. You know, everyone has their own room. There aren't any guards. There aren't any cells. 
even Chris Hemsworth has an open door policy where you can walk right into his bedroom anytime you want. But obviously they're doing te- the experiments. He says they're nice and clean and easy, but obviously they end up being horrific and leading to uh, deaths and all sorts of disgusting stuff. Um, yeah, do you want to get into kind of not not let's not spoil the end or anything, Danny, but you want to get into just like the only reason I want to talk spoilers is the things I found preposterous, even though I like yeah. mostly like the movie. Little spoiler alert, everyone. Um, well, I really enjoyed the whole like him trying to be pals with Jeff. He's like, Jeff and Steve, like, look at us. Like, I'm just like you. We're both cool people, even though he's like torturing these people and having Jeff torture these people. Jeff and Steve being Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. Yeah. Um, but there was a scene where Miles Teller or Jeff does learn a secret because Chris Hensworth drops his keys and he knows that the notebook is in there and there are cameras all over the place. But here's my question then, uh, Danny, do the cameras not record? Why does he not go back on the tape to see if Jeff looked? Yeah. Yeah, so so basically, Jammer, what happened was there was a, a something happens that causes Chris Hemsworth's character to leave um, leave the hero, should we say, alone in his office, and he gets access to this notebook that he's because he drops his keys and when I, he's running out. Yeah, and so basically, uh, five minutes in, he's like realizes, oh shit, I've left him in my office, and there's important stuff in my office, so he's running back to the office, and so Miles Teller's quickly trying to get the book back and lock the key up and stuff like that. And he walks in just on time and everything's as it should be. You know, typical movie, just in time. He managed yeah, to Yeah, the keys the are in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, look, but what Nick's then saying is if you're still suspicious when he's gone home, you just you just look at the cameras and rewind the footage and see what happened in that room. The only he way uses a lot of that, cameras. <laughs> yeah, the only unless way they I don't record. Yeah, there's not cameras in the office, but there's no way he wouldn't have cameras in the office because he does have that open door policy where right. the inmates are allowed in and out. The strange thing about the whole inmate thing, though, Jam, is, yeah, he's he's like friendly women. It's very much an open prison. There are guards, but he can just walk around. Like Chris Hemsworth basically is the, he's the, uh, what do you call it, the boss of a prison. He's the, the, the warden. Uh, the warden. Slash right? scientist. But there are really fucking dangerous criminals in this place. It's not just like this guy that's there for other reasons. Don't want to spoil it. And it's like, I don't think you really would walk around feeling that safe in this environment because you are, in essence, torturing these people, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in not such a good way. And they are going to have a a good way. Well, like one well, of them is like, oh, yeah. I don't want to go into spoilers, but they, they well, I fucking win spoilers now. One so of them's like an ecstasy you, type thing, too. Like yeah, one of them is a like a great okay. drug. They give you a drug that makes you fucking want whoever or whatever is in front of you, man or woman or whatever. And they are pairing Crazy people sex. up to make up. So you've got like a seven foot tattooed Nazi guy that would rip you apart and they will make you pretty much want each other physically. So, yeah, and that's not shown, but it's implied. So then when they release the drug and you come off the drug, you still remember what happened. And you kind of still feel a little residual love. Yeah, there's no way that this guy, this let's say this big angry motherfucker, is not going to have a bit of residual anger towards the warden for putting him through that situation. And you can imagine what that situation is. And yet he's walking around happily sharing the coffees and the donuts in the cafeteria. But I think and stuff. that's there's a little a bit little explainable. Bit- because 
like you, they have to even say they have to acknowledge each time otherwise he doesn't inject them with stuff mostly things go crazy obviously sure, I, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I and, and they all get they're all afraid of being sent back to state yeah yeah that's true but that doesn't like, yeah. say that's exactly what they were setting themselves up for. Yeah. And the, yeah, at the same, yeah, I think as far as that big guy, he's smart enough to know that he doesn't want to go back to state. Yeah. He's, he's able to like watch TV and play video games. And But these concepts, do- uh, these concepts are really, really cool. I did enjoy this bit. You basically got this little uh, drug pack that's connected to your spine jammer and they control its dosage via an app on your and phone. Even and Chris Hemsworth used one. Yeah, and he's got one, his own one. It's like full of ecstasy. Have, he likes to have his happy drug all the time. So it's a nice concept. But then there's little things like, but he, he says at one point, don't knock or damage the pack because it's easily disrupted. Like, what? But you're making them have this weird, amazing, wonderful fucking sex. These things are going to get knocked off easily. It's not like you have to. So why did they make them so fragile if if they're so easily affected by this stuff? So there's a couple of loose points in there, but suspend your disbelief because I kind of like the concept of it. Experimenting with drugs to control emotions, uh, and that's basically what this prison is. You know, so then they can make a shit ton of money by selling these drugs, uh, and, my, and that's what the premise is. How we do it? My other main gripe but again you know it's, it's gripes this is a science fiction movie miles miles teller could not hold his own for 30 seconds fighting chris hemsworth or even like when they're trying to escape at the know. end i don't know i watched top gun he's pretty ripped yeah, yeah but he's not <laughs> yeah he's but not, no one's thing. chris hemsworth <laughs> No, but thing, you, though, who knows how much of it is actual functional muscle versus gland? Yeah, and also, there's a, oh. there's a fitness thing here. Just having, just being muscular doesn't mean say you can fucking handle yourself. You know that I've come up against some wiry guys in jujitsu that aren't built like brick shit houses, but can handle themselves a lot more. I think in this movie, Chris Hemsworth is into his fitness, so he mm. looks physically good. But I don't think like that real he Chris is Hemsworth fighter yeah i don't think in this one he's just aesthetically good he's a crossfitter he's not a, a jujitsu player and then i guess they didn't need to explain it but miles teller was suddenly this great fighter at the end as they were trying to escape the prison like just like i mean dodging, really ducking I wanna... and dodging and fighting this other guy and you're like oh okay i, wanna, I guess he did I have jujitsu dip back to the muscle aspect so going to a completely unrelated property or whatever there's the, the rock show the titan games have y'all watched the titan games i've seen it's that a... episode so there was uh, this one person who I think in season two, does Danny remember the Farmstrong guy? Yes. the, uh, the farm, yes. So he was this, there's this guy from, I think the South, maybe Texas. I don't remember somewhere in the South. His body was like maybe just a little bit more toned than mine, just a smidge. But he was like the farm strong guy where it's like he worked on a farm. So he was working every yep. day and stuff. He had more fun- functional fitness than yep. the other guys who like go to the gym and work themselves. And he ended up winning and basically yep. outdoing these freaking chiseled athletes. So yep. it's a thing. Yep. I don't know this character, yeah, but it's a right. thing. Yep. He's absolutely right. 100% right. That you, when you, when you use the word functional fitness, that's kind of what we're talking about. You get a lot of guys that, that do look aesthetically good, but couldn't run more than a hundred yards without breathing out of their ass and needing a week to recover. <laughs> they look good but they're not that good. And so, yeah, farm strength, real functional strength, actually doing this stuff for a living. They're the guys or girls um, that will end up winning these shows, not the ones that are built. So that's how I did. That's how I dealt that in my head. Can Nick that Chris Hemsworth just looks after himself because he's got all this money and he, you know, and he, he's got personal chefs and all that. So he looks good because he goes to the gym, 
But I think Miles Teller was fighting for his life and probably came up scrapping in his life. That's how I justified that, at least. Okay. In, in my, cool. Yeah. And our last complaint was just the, uh, there was a stupid voiceover at the end that was unnecessary. It reminded me of Minority Report, where it's like an overly happy ending and preachy voiceover, but yeah. it's not the, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Danny, do you have any yeah. other things you wanted to discuss that no, were no, shortcomings or favorites? No, it's not the worst film we've ever watched at all. It's, uh, it, it is what it is. I recommend anyone that's out there that's sitting on a plane and it comes along or there's fuck all else and you've only got Netflix. It's the only streaming service you've got. Give it a watch. It's a harmless 90 minutes. And, uh, and I'll leave you with a quote that uh, a friend of mine said. Um, I enjoyed watching it because Chris Hemsworth is in it and I'm a dirty old perv. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you're a fan of Chris Hemsworth doing comedy, it's worth an hour and a half plus credits. So that's fair. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of like it, that times the El Royale is better, but definitely the strength of that movie is Chris Hemsworth being wacky and weird. That movie has other strengths. No, no, no. I'm saying that's a much better film than this. And it has, it has its strengths, but I really like Chris Hemsworth net. Um, ready to wrap her up, wrap her up, wrap her up. Y'all cut the check. Do it. Cut the check. Yeah. Cut the check. Don't cut the cheese. Please don't. I'll do that after. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another wonderful episode of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Um, we can be found on... We, we have plenty of shows in addition to this. Obviously, you've already found us. Um, you can go to YouTube, the Genreverse uh, podcast, podcast Network channel. And we're on beautiful HD, um, lovely HD, thanks to Kyle, our wonderful producer. Um, we are uh, on all your favorite streaming, audio streaming services as I keep calling them streaming services, but really that refers to video. Of course, there are lots of other great shows, Animeversal, Reviews, um, The Cantina, uh, 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 Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, the other one I'm on, uh, Kyle's great oh, reactions. Yeah, Kyle's great reaction videos, which I am so addicted to. Um, and we might have some new stuff coming mm-hmm. in the future, so uh, always stay tuned. Um, Danny, where can they be found? Where are they? Where art thou? Where is that with you found it? <laughs> uh, I, I thought I was the one that had been drinking. Jesus Christ. You'll find me in the kitchen. I'm going to have another Jack Daniels on the rocks before I uh, before I retire. Happy birthday be- again. Yeah, happy Thank birthing you. day. Leveled up. Jammer. I've got 15 minutes left to celebrate my birthday is the point. Oh, no. <laughs> where I am. Where I'm living, I've got 15 minutes left. Jammer, where art thou? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And rather than having Kyle have to hop on audibly, um, Kyle is at that Kyle Malone on Twitter, and uh, obviously he's producing all these wonderful podcasts, and he does he has in most of them basically. Um, and I am at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. And I do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem with Kyle, and with that. Hasta lasagna. Do not be getting any on you. <laughs> Do not be getting any on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> Mission has been accomplished. It's here. 
Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.